0: How do we meet people where they're at, you know, understand where they're at and help get to where they want to be in the future?
1: You're listening to Sports Tech Feed, the global sports technology podcast.
2: Hello and welcome to Sports Tech Feed. As always, I'm your host, Thomas Loams, and it's great to have you join us again on the Global Sports Technology Podcast. On today's episode, we have Troy Taylor, Senior Director at Tonal Strength Institute, a newly formed human performance unit within the Connected Fitness Unicorn Tonal. Troy joined Tonal in June of this year after six years as High Performance Director for US Ski and Snowboard. In this previous role, he led the interdisciplinary departments that prepare US Ski and Snowboard elite athletes towards their journey to podiums by seeking to enhance performance through institutional knowledge and cutting-edge technology. This includes providing strategic and operational leadership to over 30 practitioners in the sports science, technology, and sports medicine, sports education departments. And if you'd like to learn more about some of the work that he did whilst he was at US Ski and Snowboard, uh, you can go back to... One of our earliest episodes of Sports Tech Feed, I think it's uh, episode 10 or 11, way back when before COVID in February 10th, 2020, uh, and be able to learn about the work there. But today it's all about Tonal, and we're very excited to have Troy join us again as our first return guest for Sports Tech Feed.
1: Troy Taylor, Senior Director at Tonal Strength Institute, welcome back to Sports Tech Feed. You are our first return guest, so... (laughs) Thank you very much for being on the show.
0: I absolutely appreciate you asking me back, Thomas. I actually couldn't have done that bad a job first time around. We
1: didn't scare you off the first time. And obviously last time for our our loyal listeners will know that you were uh, at US Ski and Snowboard. Uh, So as the Director of High Performance there. You recently made the leap over to Tonal. Great starting point is what in particular kind of lured you away from... From that professional sporting setting into, into tonal into into private enterprise.
0: Yeah, it's uh, I guess it's been quite quite the journey and, and process in doing so. I, I guess a little context background probably helps set the scene. Um, obviously, been involved in elite sport and specifically around Olympic sport for you know close to twenty years or so. Um, most recently, at US Ski and snowboard, which is where I think we first started, uh, sort of you know met each other. And that. Once I took that job at, at Ski Team, um, you know, with Troy Flanagan, who was there before, um, there was there was a very much a culture of being innovative, um, of working with startups and scale up companies um, to improve uh, Olympic performance, um, you know, in Ski Team that iterated with things like working with Striver and doing, you know, virtual reality for the Olympics. And- and getting involved in Stadia ventures and startups and, and kind of mentoring and looking around there and eventually turned into doing some stuff with Comcast Sports Tech and sort of helping them sort of stand up that program. And so I'd kind of, in in this kind of journey of mine of working in elite sport, um, been kind of getting closer and closer to the sports tech sort of, um, you know, I guess, startup world. Um, and so specifically around Tonal, it wasn't something I was necessarily planning on doing or I'd, I'd kind of had this master skiing that I was going to go and, you know, take this somewhat of a, a divergence to go into to sort of scale up fitness tech. Um, but I've been kind of very close to the, the sports startup stuff. I've been at Ski Team about six years. Um, obviously, there's an Olympics coming up in about um, you know three or four months. And I kind of had the, the plan that I'd probably do two Olympics in that role. Um, probably about a good life cycles for most of those positions um and and i figured i'd probably follow a trojan path and head into you know professional sport nba um or 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 something similar and and had probably some opportunities to do so um while nothing concrete but certainly sort of those conversations were, were, were were happening and and so that was cool and then probably in march of this year um I'd been working with Tonal a real little bit um, since before the pandemic, actually. Um, we were looking at getting Tonals at Ski Team. Um, I'd managed to secure one uh, for one of our athletes uh, at the start of the pandemic so they could train at home. And I. I knew knew a recruiter there who'd worked for Exos and recruited for me previously, and probably in yeah March or March or so of this year, he's like, "Hey, we have we we're, we're standing up this Strength Institute. I think you might be great," and I was initially like, "I." kind of sent him a, a referrals of, hey, these are people that have like really strong strength backgrounds and more of a, you know, holistical high performance, um, probably expertise. Um, and, and he responded as like, you know, th- thanks for those, but actually think, you know, you could be the candidate. And so sort of dived in and, and started learning more about, more about the company and what they, they were doing. I'd known the hardware from sort of, you know, a year earlier and getting some in the pandemic. And uh, I think, so to come full circle, I think the the opportunity that tonal has in digital weights is unique um probably in the world um in that the opportunity to manipulate the weight um in any such way that you can really think of an algorithmic description to do so you know you want to do you know as we currently do um eccentrics or um you know eccentric overload or chains mode or something that we call smart flex which is like a an an accommodating variable resistance mode Uh, but there are endless opportunities um that you could do that Uh, that was really interesting the opportunity to um look at uh, just to be able to take the skill sets and knowledge that I have and apply to um, or help apply to a real wide range of demographics. It's Hmm. really few companies and um, products that work or could be tuned to work for a, you know, 18 year old, never, never resistance trained in their life. A 90 year old that's, you know, uh, recovering from, um, a knee replacement or Thomas, I don't know your age, your knee replacement but also can be used by LeBron James and elite athletes and has applicable to them and it just kind of a real um, opportunity and eye opener uh, from that side and then thirdly on the product is you know, obviously the connected fitness market is is growing as a whole. Peloton, you know, from a few years ago, and and people like us, and certainly I think the pandemic's accelerated some of that, and so the opportunity and to do there. But from more on my side was the opportunity from a behavioral science, behavioral change standpoint to impact. Like you don't have the obstacle of going to a gym, you have the opportunity to do things in your own home. We have smartphone apps with connected touchscreen TVs and resistance training. And that kind of combination was was super, super intriguing. So so that, that was definitely on the sort of product company side. And then specifically on the role that, that you know, um, uh, Steve Moser, the recruiter, kind of reached out, kind of, kind of talked around, was this leader of the Strength Institute. I'm like, that's cool. What does, what does that mean? Um, and, and really, it was explained and it's become um, the three or four months that I've now been on board. It's, it's really a combination of, of thought leadership is, is primarily um, infusing the latest human performance, holistic human performance knowledge into everything that Tonal does. Um, so really setting north stars around what 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 is best practice, what do we currently know, what does world leading best work and which is very similar to what I would do at Ski Team, just applying it to, you know, two hundred or so elite athletes. But what's best practice and knowledge in that space, um, where we where there's gaps in the knowledge base, because some of these things have never been done before. Let's conduct and commission research. Um, So we're building out a lab in in San Fran for motion capture, biomechanics, metabolic carts, all of your your bells and toys there, but also working with world-leading third-party research institutions to be able to go and um, really dive into some of these topics that, you know, SmartFlex, for example, are, are accommodating resistance. What's the impact of that on hypertrophy, uh, muscle protein synthesis? Um, there's no one's been able to do that before, so no one knows the outcome. Could that be a really cool rehab tool? Could it be great for elite athletes? Could it be good for people that are, you know, struggling at different points at points of plateaus? Um, so sort of the research element became interesting. And then thirdly is is overseeing some of our performance partnerships. Um, obviously, my background and I still love elite sport, and I think that from um, uh, from a a halo effect, obviously, that people are interested in what elite athletes do, but also from a, a potential, you know, the benefits that could be had in that space. Um, so building out a team that um, really really can work with some of the best athletes in the world, best athletes, uh, best team in the world, and really understand how TOLO can be best utilized by them, um, how we can kind of, you know, iterate the program and development to be even better and take those learnings and then apply that back full circle into consumer member facing pieces. So it just became like the combination of the company and, and the role um, just became really, really Um, attractive, um, and and it's been a fun three or four months so far. That was a long-winded answer.
1: No, no, it's good. I mean, it's touched on a lot of points around that we're going to discuss today, and chief amongst them is the the growth of the connected fitness market in the sense that even two years ago, pre-pandemic, this role probably wouldn't have existed in terms of of the growth that we've seen and also the opportunity that we've seen. So um, it's very interesting. I, I know that they signed you, and then shortly later they signed LeBron, so I assume... He saw you were part of the team and said, yep. one plus
0: one doesn't always equal two, but yes. Correlation
1: doesn't equal causation. Um, Yeah, stats 101. Uh, But out of that as well, uh, the behavioural change um, element of it, I think sometimes um, hardware can be be what's front and centre, but also the the gamification um, and the actual way that you are trying to train behaviours, change behaviours or support behaviours um, we had Dr. Tom Waller, formerly of, of Lululemon, obviously they have Mira, one of your um, competitors, frenemies, I'm not sure where they sit, but um, talking about is it just another bathroom scale? Is it just something that gives people information um, and feedback that doesn't actually change anything about their behaviour? And I think anyone who has a bathroom scale and has tried to manage their health through just weighing themselves every day would know it is it is the worst way to try and move forward in whatever your goals are. So that's something about Tonal, and and, and I guess – that goes to this next question, which is, it markets itself as the world's smartest home gym. What sports science and technology pedigree does it have to back that up?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I, like, you know, we are, we're a company grounded Grounded in science, more from, you know, initially from an engineering and data science background in, in order to create that. But um, while you say, you know, my position might not have existed a year ago, it's interesting. If you talk to Ali, our founder um, and CEO, this has been on the roadmap for about two or three years. It's just it takes a time and a scale um, and, and you know, a point of an evolution of a startup before you're ready to infuse this, this cutting edge knowledge. So I would say, you know, uh, in terms of, of pedigree or, or to back that up. You know, we have incredible initially on the data science side. Um, you know, multiple PhDs from, you know, the who's who of, of academic universities in, in designing the underlying uh, underlying algorithms, the hardware in terms of being able to, uh, you know, uh, apply one pound increments in weights, um, rather than having to step up in two and a half or five pound increments of whatever it is in your gym. And then, you know, the we've had performance innovation team um, people involved in, in the company, pretty much its conception. Um, it's had high levels of expertise within that. But I would say we are really putting our foot on the gas. Um, If you've kept an eye on my LinkedIn feed of the number of roles and types of roles that we are, we are hiring to really accelerate our knowledge in all aspects of sports science, human performance science. So um, obviously, you know, discounting myself, but I work with an advisory board. So we've put together not just like, a you know, names on our names on a website but people that are writing position statements for us that are really the highest level um academic sport performance um related uh, and health and wellness people that you could think of so um people like brad schoenfeld who's if you if you know anything about muscle hypertrophy he's the person that uh, you know is writing the the details around uh, uh around tonals uh, you know muscle growth what what sets reps programs need to look like that the guys you know literally he wrote the book, the, the science and development of muscle hypertrophy. 250 research papers. Um, you know, we're working with not just LeBron but Mike Mancias, who's LeBron's trainer for the last 20 years. So he's also on the advisory board. So if you think about anything that we might put out in the sport performance or basketball training space, we're tapping into people who have worked at the top levels. Um, other people on there would be David T. Martin, um, who's former former of the 76ers and Australian yeah. Institute, now works at April and Life, and they're really you know his his day job these days is is working with some of the elite um within you know the silicon valley world on on how these you know average people that are silicon valley uh types can you know do these crazy human endurance performance events whether it's you know i don't know run marathons climb everest live to you know whatever age but really in there so we are tapping into from an advisory board perspective the leading lights and leading thoughts in terms of doing that and internally um you know, obviously myself, um, but, um, you know, people like John Christie, who's leading our curriculum uh, intelligence team, a decade or so at Exos and worked with various of their partners. And some of the core cool positions you touched on the behavioral science side that we we're taking really seriously and really want to be, you know, feel this is going to be a key tenant of, of um of tonal moving forward, um, we have behavioral science positions that are advertised right now. We have these performance journey managers or performance manager of journey and of, of interactive workout experience. People that are meshing this like um, new new frontier really around what's best practice from coaching science, human performance science, you know, human improvement science, with the interaction of a touchscreen TV, a mobile app, um, and, and how we can do that. So. Um, you know, the team right now, I think, is 15 or so of us in the performance innovation team, um, you know, and, and probably growing substantially more than that overall. So really building out substantial internal and external resources um, so we can, you know, even, even further our accelerate our knowledge and, and expertise in that
1: space. Um, so definitely, exactly. I think,
0: highly, highly credible from, from that side.
1: Yep, and and so with those, um, for lack of a better word, the the big brains that are coming into tonal, what what does that look like in in terms of the future of high performance training and recovery? So obviously Tonal is a tool that's, um, and I think that's the beauty of connected fitness is that it's taking um, some of the best innovations from high performance and, and democratizing them essentially. If we look at whatever that is, whatever is out there, it's it's, it's making things available that we're not we're not Available to your average Joe and average Joe before, and you are training on the same machine that, that LeBron's using, and it's customized to you, and all that kind of fantastic stuff. But what does it? What does that look like? Is it is a tonal going to replace weight rooms? If I go to up the road to University of Texas at Austin and and bust into their weight room, is is the linebacker going to be um, on a tonal, or is it is, it, is kind of the uh, the, the death of traditional weights and fitness and gyms and stuff being greatly exaggerated?
0: Uh, you know, I, I think it's, we're all going to find out exactly how it looks uh, in, in the next five or 10, 10 years. Um, I, what I would say from my side is, is um, unfortunately, you know, when, when the pandemic hit, I managed to get out a home gym, having worked in, you know, elite performance for 20 years, where I called in pretty much every favor and paid double market price to get some, some racks. Some some weight rooms and some racks and and then sort of started working for tonal um, and obviously got tonal. I only exclusively train on tonal now and not that I couldn't do stuff and there's that, that you know I'm not 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 against free weights by any stretch of the imaginations and terms of doing that, but because of the type of workout I can get the one pound increments I can get the feedback mechanisms. that, You know, imagine having. Um, you know, a gym aware connect, constantly connected to, you know, your free weights that can take the weight on and off as you choose at the touch of a Bluetooth button. There's just so many advantages of doing that, as well as, you know, suggested weights, telling when I'm going to go up in AI and, and things like that. So what does it look like in future? I think any any single approach is probably going to be... Not right for everyone. Yeah. Um, in that there is no single solution that's going to be right for every scenario and every situation for every person. Um, I, I think think that's probably um, uh, probably unrealistic. Maybe there's a you know fast forward ten years and there's a total product for everyone, um, but not a single product in terms of doing that. So I think what I would say is in the elite athlete end and obviously where I spent my current, my 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 the majority of my career is there are going to be different tools for different different reasons at certain times you can get all that you need from tonal uh, pretty much um from from tonal for pretty much 99.9 of the population in terms of doing if you choose to do so and there's maybe advantages um but you know is is there still going to be some you know reasons for med ball training and for some other other related pieces probably um i wouldn't say kind of things but i think fast the majority of people can get um more uh, at least the same if not a more effective workout on tonal and i think the majority of where we're going to you know we're focusing is is consumer health and fitness and there uh, is absolutely not a doubt in my mind that from that side um tonal is a smaller footprint a smarter alternative a more intelligent uh, outcome that's going to help you guide you on on that than, than free weights or, or any others um but I'm, I'm a big component of holistical health and fitness and i think you should probably still with your knees allow you go for a healthy run um and do some other pieces around that so i, I don't know if there's a single a single replacement for everything um but i certainly do think that tonal um that uh, could be a substantial portion of that for the vast majority of the population
1: yeah so it's it's not going to be if, if uh the rocky remake which they'll, they'll inevitably do um in 2025 or 2035 it's not going to be him beating up some um some carcasses in the in the uh in the abattoir anymore or you know running up the steps going to be him on a tonal um, Met- so in terms of the montage, it's, it's probably not as cinematic but it's more effective. <laughs> yeah. than, uh, maybe maybe there's a
0: yeah maybe there's a futuristic version that we can develop for for that yeah from a cinematic point of view but uh, from from a training efficiency and effective point of view i think you know it's a constantly evolving space you think about what you know rocky did or whatever other kind of things and not the ways that we train now the ways that we train now or most commonly done, are not going to be the ways that we train in future and i think one of the the beauties of working in high performance sport is you you tend to be at the cutting edge of that evolution of what's going to be coming next um, and one of the cool things about Tonal, um, while it, it it never tried, you know, um, really positioned itself as an elite performance tool, you suddenly had this really authentic, um, Bunch of elite performance the nba bubble um that suddenly you know wanted to use tonals and kind of things and how they could install it or investors whether it's you know steph or serena or, or LeBron in terms of seeing the options in terms of doing that so it's funny um that like you know the sport performance world is normally the cutting edge i'd say in this side it was probably more more fitness tech was at the other end and now elite performance is kind of um jumping on that bandwagon to some extent which is uh, which is yeah, great fun for me um, yeah, to be, to yeah. be involved with.
1: And I mean, uh, from a coming out, it also from a purely an investment point of view, is probably been the most exciting space in the last eighteen months, two years. has been connected fitness, fitness tech, and and blurring that line of what you say sports tech is, and then you can kind of keep going, and you almost end up into health tech, and that's a lot of what um, Tom and I, I spoke about. Um, and also something that, uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, you know, private enterprise versus uh, elite sports is. Is there something that brands can do around authenticity and connecting with consumers that um, a lot of the stuff within elite sports doesn't do in the same way because it's much more or health tech doesn't do in the same way because it's, um, it's much more of a, a structured kind of um, a science approach that, that people don't necessarily, you're not going to wear a t-shirt with that. So, um, But what does that mean for the human element?
0: In terms of of strength and conditioning and the coach and and that moving forward, I think, you know, obviously we are trying to, um, you know, uh, coaches are front and center of our program right now. Um, You know, if you log into tonal, yes, you can do some custom and free lifting, but the vast majority of users and, and how we do that, have a coach in front of them. Um, that's absolutely integral to us. Yesterday, I think we—I think it was yesterday—we launched live programming with live coaches in terms of doing that. So I don't think that's ever going away, and certainly our goal is not to, to help that go away. It might look differently. Maybe it's on a touch screen rather than in front of you. That increases accessibility by you know significant amounts. We had, I think, in our, our, one of our live classes yesterday, 350 or so members just on a live a live workout. You can imagine the space requirements of doing that. All doing personalised, individual weight weight recommendations, um, you know, uh, in terms of doing that, you you just couldn't do that in a, you know, it would be a really really big gym, um, and particularly with COVID protocols, probably not not a great idea, or or at least outside in in, in terms of there. So I think the coaches are going to stay front and centre. Um, obviously, we are we are heavily working on that behavioural science side of how can we. How can we, you know, augment that coaching experience when you're in front of there? Nothing really replaces a coach talking to you. We don't want to do that. We just want to look through it a different way. But how can we augment that with technology? So a coach might not know that you're struggling on a particular rep unless they're super closely watching you. We measure concentric mean velocity every rep. Um, So we know that, you know, you just finished this set where you couldn't do more or you can do more. We can bump up your weight without you having to do anything. And so from my my kind of point of view it's it's really about an augmentation of that coaching experience with technology. I'm sure we'll 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 codify some pieces, and we'll, we'll AI some some more things that we could kind of replicate. Um, but the idea is not not necessarily for us to be able to completely replace coaches, uh, but certainly to give them more tools um, around how that they can utilize that to help people progress. Um, I think that's the the biggest thing that that we we really focused on and talk a lot around is is how to you know not just for the elite athletes, but for mainly for the for the population. How do we meet people where they're at? um you know understand where they're at and help get to where they want to be in the future um, and i think you know coaches are absolutely integral to that obviously motivation drive the community aspect of coaching and kinds of and doing that um, but there's also some challenges with that right we have infrequent data points we don't really understand certain pieces um, we're forgetful as coaches we don't know every kind of things particularly at scale and that's where i think technology becomes a, a real game changer that we can we can augment that coaching experience for you know tens and hundreds and eventually millions of users uh, tens and hundreds of thousands of users in the millions down the line um, in a way that you just you, you there's only so many times in a day for a great coach to coach someone
1: yeah yeah so I guess the um the best coaches you know it's it, as we said earlier democratization accessing that enabling people to have access to to the best the best coaching that is out there regardless of uh, of where they are in the world and regardless of potentially what um, level they are if they have that through through a, a, an interface like Tonal or, or others. So, and that's something that's also just kind of dawned on me is uh, talking around this, is asking the question of, oh, well, what does this look like in 5, 10 years? What does fitness look like? And you could have asked the same thing 5, 10 years ago and it would look different. Like that's the point is we evolve, we get better. And that, that is the entire um, thesis on which science is based on is that, you know, you get better data, you ask better questions and then you improve. And you go from there and you change things and all that kind of stuff. So obviously it looks a little bit different um, with something like a tonal and it may feel like this great this new world, but it's, um, it's certainly something that the, the march of progress is, is still happening. It just looks, it has a different face, I guess.
0: Yeah, I, I think the the acceleration profile of that change and, and iteration is still on the it's still on the hockey hockey stick kind of side of it. It's it's changing rapidly. If you you know if you'd asked me five or six years ago, but I can't remember when we last spoke. It was maybe in two thousand and eighteen. So um, probably I was just getting aware of something like toner around then. But you go back a year before that, and I would have told you I was on. I would have thought I was on the mm-hmm. cutting edge of fitness technology, sport technology. I knew I knew what was out there. I wasn't asking for a digital weight stack attached to my wall. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't know existed, like, it, you know, Ali had already founded the company and had working prototypes might've been in his kitchen at that time, but like we had, you know, uh, uh, working, working kind of pieces. And so you sort of take that same mentality of like, well, if someone of me, like me that kind of immersed my career in being, kind of on the forefront of technology and fitness and and high performance sport didn't know that and then you think around another five or ten years where where we might be um it's it's fun i think that's super exciting um uh you know it's i was talking to someone earlier today and you looked back at some of our interfaces and just the way things looked on 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 total even three years ago it's i equated it it's like when you watch like the super bowl final from 2010 you're like man, this screen, it doesn't, like, like at the time, yeah, I it, was epic. Yeah. it was epic, but you look back, you're like, that's only, you know, 10, 12 years ago, 10, 11 years ago, you're like, wow, like, look how far we've come, or, you know, if you think that we've been on sale for three-ish or so years, you think about the iPhone when it was maybe three years old, uh, and compared to where it is now in the evolution of process, so um, it's going to be a super fun, uh, you know, for the space in general, I think for the consumer, for the person that wants to have better health and fitness outcomes, which is which is kind of why we're in this business. We're trying to you know trying to upgrade people's lives. I feel real good about what we're doing. Um, yes, you know, hopefully that you know the company sells lots of tonals. that's not bad for us. we're not trying to hide from doing that. but in doing so, we're upgrading people's lives. and so you know, I think about how much better we're gonna be at doing that in in five or ten years is pretty exciting and uh, without crystal balling or product road mapping, but my my estimation of of where that is. It's going to be hyper-personalization. And mm. you talk about that in healthcare right now and kind of things. But I think what Tonal allows and, and maybe other devices kind of things, but certainly total, Tonal allows us to Tonal knows you better than anyone else and anyone could have ever known you in the past. And maximizing our opportunity there, I think, is absolutely Absolutely huge. Um, you know, we can design entirely bespoke programs designed by the best people in the world that incorporate things like behavioral science and and, and the best latest techniques to help you reach your your motivations, your goals, your dreams, um, as it relates to your health and fitness things. And 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 we can you know apply that to sixteen to nineteen year olds and everyone in between, including elite athletes. Um, uh, to do that, so that becomes a, a really, really cool vision of the future um, lots of work to create it to happen and, and yeah. thankfully, thankfully we have an awesome team i i'm only a very very small part of that but certainly that i think is is where the space is heading
1: you know in a few years well i remember you know blast from the past but we were when we last put up in person which was at a Stadia adventures event in st louis um pre covid feels like a lifetime ago we were talking about aura rings um and you know since then they've had a uh, multi-million dollar uh valuation and raise and all that stuff and we definitely should have invested while we were kind of talking <laughs> talking about this thing and how cool it is as a tool and all that kind of stuff and then seeing where someone like whoop's gone gone and we we have the um, founder of whoop on on the show as well and um yeah it's it's definitely been something that the the growth curve around those things has just been phenomenal and i think i i 100% agree with your point around personalization. This is something that um, I kind of hammer home and it all facets both performance and business side of sports is that's where it's going. Everyone is an individual um, and everyone thinks they are individually the most important person in the, in the same way that you think you are the biggest fan of whatever the team is. You think your health is number one priority because it is to you. And and if you can appeal to someone in that sense and be spoken and, and, and customised to them, um it's, it's the beauty of the human body. Bodies work in, in as you mentioned, I just had a knee reconstruction. Um, an ACL is an ACL, um, but an ACL is not an ACL. If, in terms of, you know, you can understand human bodies function in the same way, largely, but then when you actually go to that individual, you know, DNA level, personalised level, whatever it is, everyone is different. So I, I think it's, um, it's kind of the the beauty and the opportunity that exists in in this market um, is that you can have a mass scale approach to something that is personalized.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, if, if I think I couldn't agree more, if I, if I look back, you know, 10 years ago, and, and you know, I was working in an elite performance team and we've got, you know, strength conditioning coaches and physiologists and biomechanists and and mental performance coaches and you know a whole bunch of others dietitians um all working to kind of things and we, we we try and collect all the data you know aggregate that work in an interdisciplinary sense to apply some sort of levels of insight you know if you think about the consumer just your average person today has a lot of those same insights and tools available through their tonal feedback about their workout because they you know didn't need that they've got their aura ring or their Whoop band or their Apple Watch they've got you know so much information available um, to them about their general health and wellness and fitness and I think you know some consumers um, are certainly pretty educated around that um, and and how to manipulate that um, and and understand you know me and my wife talk about this you know we're I'm in my forties. She's not. But like, um, you know, if I have a second glass of wine at night, I'm going to see it in my aura ring data. The Mm. next things, Um, and I'm also going to see it on my tonal data because my lifting, you know, is not going to be as good. And so there's a, a piece around there. I think. I think what the 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 opportunity that the, the technology has created is is this holistical look at peoples and that really understanding that kind of interdisciplinary approach that elite teams have been doing for a year. How can we start doing that on scale with technology for the consumer? It's it's great that you know about there, but you know if 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 Aura Ring doesn't know what you lifted on tonal, um, how can it accurately kind of understand that? And you know same with the thing. they they're all great products, and we're certainly not phones, not, not But you kind you of have to understand this holistical look to really, really do that. There's a real opportunity in that space moving forward yeah. to so, I mean, the
1: parts. Opportunity, I was going to say challenge as well. Is, is that where and that's maybe something for a question for the strategy team at Tonal, but do you think it's a winner takes all in the sense of there will be one device to rule them all or is it is it more about integration?
0: Yeah, i you know, I'm I'm not speaking on tonal strategy here because I don't actually I'm not necessarily involved in that conversation. So, I kind of things. I, I I would imagine at least in the interim, there's a lot of integration, um, and sharing and the kind of things as consumers would like. I think you've got to be really conscious of, of consumer data and that's something that's really integral to tonal as it as actually I know it is to Whoop and to Aura too. And so, but ways that we can do that and Apple. Um, but I think there's there's probably likely integration points of where we can start doing that to understand it better um, or provide opportunities for the for the user, the consumer to do that, whether it's through manually or otherwise um, to do that or, you know, we'll, we'll build out our own, you know, potential suites or opportunities, um, you know, something like like Tonal with our user base, I'm sure we have great crossovers, I'm sure they're on it. With whoop users with AuraBand users with Apple watch users with with other you know uh, other other technologies out there um, we also you know we we want to hit most of our consumers so you know one segment always becomes tricky so I, I'd imagine opportunities for a data integration um, are probably likely first step I'm sure the space is going to evolve over the next 12 yeah. 18 24 36 months um, particularly in connected fitness that, you know, um, there's a lot of lot of startups. I think, you know, Ali went on record the other day and we, I think we have something like 90% of the market, uh, market share in the connected strength industry. Um, certainly, you know, significant lead in, in terms of that kind of stuff. But there's a lot of players in that space now. Um, and is that going to be the same in 36 months? I have no idea. Um, but you could probably look at other industries and what's happened as they've evolved and, and probably extrapolate some, some likelihoods.
1: Yeah, and it's certainly something that if if the key players that are creating this data don't allow the integration themselves and third-party providers will come in and attempt to do that as well. So that's something that it's, I mean, it's a fact of life that, yeah, people will find a way and companies will see an opportunity if that comes in yeah. and that could be a messier way to do it. Um, but I I think my, my, like, two cents, I think you will see a bit of a levelling out amongst it um, and that's something that, in the connected fitness space there will be category category killers that one that come in i think you know in my two cents tonal is that in the strength space and as you said the market share but then you'll you know you'll have something else where it's it's say it's whoop and then that's the one that that will integrate the data and 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 all that but that's crystal balling who knows um as we were talking about Aura a few years ago that's something that we got right but um it's exciting to see where tonal is going and and just want to say thank you for for being on the show and uh, again and sharing your expertise.
0: Uh, I appreciate you asking me back. It was, it was fun to talk around uh, some of the things that Tonal's up to and, and what our future looks like. It's, uh, it's obviously a super exciting time for the company and, and, and for the space as a whole. As, as someone that's you know passionate about health, fitness, sport um, and technology, um, it's a really, really interesting time. You know, it's, it's really interesting for me. I learn a lot. You know, I've worked in elite sport for 20 years or so um, to be on the inside of a Silicon Valley unicorn um, and, and just to see how. How that does so i think it's a, it's a super exciting time and i appreciate you uh you inviting me back on
1: great thanks troy we'll uh we'll have to have you on again um in another couple of years and and see where it's at i got nothing nothing else to add but yes <laughs> i'm sure i am sure i can rehash
0: interview one by that stage
2: there you have it that was troy taylor senior director tonal strength institute uh always a pleasure to chat to troy either on the podcast or just to catch up with him one of the most knowledgeable and I would say forward-thinking people in the human form space really looks at kind of the big picture stuff and then has the, the deep expertise to, to back it up. So great to have Troy's insights and pretty excited to see what happens uh, with Tonal going forwards and that whole connected fitness market. Uh, their differentiation of having the digital weights, I think that's really interesting. It'll be interesting to see if there are challenges that come through and, and try and, I guess, claw back some, some of that market share from Tonal. Um, and how it works with integration with other providers in the space uh, and certainly with the quantified self, how that all fits in. So don't really have any crystal ball uh, predictions for that, but we'll say watch this space. It's going to be pretty exciting over the next little bit. I've been your host, Thomas Loames. Thanks again for joining us on Sports Tech Feed, the global sports technology podcast. (laughs)